All right. I want to know, Rob, are you surviving in the UK heat? Because I know that your little recording studio is up on the top floor of your flat. So how is it up there today? Yeah, I, I don't want to be over dramatic, but I am the hottest a person that's ever been. Um. <laughs> I saw you tweeting about the weather, and I at the time I didn't realize that there was another heat wave in the UK because it it's just been the last couple of days, right? As we record this, uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean the, the the tweet that you saw that was from last night, right? And it was it was really hot. I mean, it was like nine ten o'clock, and it, it was re- still really hot. And we then had the most incredible um, thunderstorm for about two hours. Oh wow! Um, it, 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 you see, you get the rumble of the thunder, and it right. it was just nonstop for about two hours. Um, wow! And the sky was just lit up that whole time. Um, it, 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 it was nice to see, but of course, you know, I had to be up for work in the morning, so I didn't really want to be out in the garden watching it. Yeah, well, you, I think you kind of largely escaped the last heat wave. Like, wasn't it like two or three weeks ago that France was having a very big heat wave, and Italy, and some other parts of Europe? Yeah, we we got a little bit of that, but maybe only for a day or so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we kind of missed out on a lot of that, but this one, I mean, tomorrow allegedly, sort of London way, it's going to be like. 39 degrees which is 102 for the americans wow yeah we you know leading up to i guess last i'm trying to think of my my dates about most of last week i was in southern california in los angeles and leading up to that when we were back home in chicago it was the same kind of thing where we'd have these really violent storms that would roll through almost every day kind of towards the end of the day because it was extremely hot and humid for days on end and actually while we were gone it got even hotter here it was in the kind of mid 90s it was really really awful but it was nice and uh it's just about perfect in southern california it was sunny 80s you know it was a good 15 degrees cooler in los angeles than it was in chicago which is kind of uncommon but i wasn't complaining because i was outside and walking around a ton yeah that um yeah i could i could do with just any kind of sort of feeling cold even for a second (laughs) yeah (laughs) well and you know even when they do have air conditioning in the uk my experience is that it's it's uh kind of weak sometimes at least compared to what we're used to in the united states i know that uh there was a big a big uh feud is is probably a little too strong between uh mike hurley and federico who roomed together for wwc about the air conditioning in their hotel room which was too cold uh for federico's sensitive tastes and and uh, i i think that that's just kind of the norm in a lot of parts of the united states yeah, I mean, we've kind of had this, it's, I think I mentioned last time, but we've moved into a new office now. Um, and, you know, we've got sort of blocks of desks where there's like four of us on each block and three of us on, on the block I sit at want it as cold as possible. Um, you know, we're, <laughs> we're going as cold as we can humanly get it. Um, and then the one other guy's like, mm, I maybe don't want it quite that cold. So we saw, you know, we've struck a balance and it's fine. Um, it still keeps it pretty decently cold. Yeah, um, I, I but... have a hard time with temperature in my house, too, just because since my office is down in the basement, it tends to be cool down here. So I just keep a sweatshirt, a hoodie down here that I, I put on when I go to the, <laughs> go to the office, which is even in the summertime, I kind of need it. In the wintertime, I've got a space heater, though. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, so you're you're not really caring what the rest of the house is doing. You'll just keep yourself at the right temperature. I do what I can down here to keep my environment the way I like it. So 
I wanted to tell you a little bit about my foray to Southern California last week. Because yes, I'd kind of forgotten you were going, and then I sort of saw it on Instagram. Yeah, I was gone for about five days, and uh, it was, you know, the first two days, we walked like 20 kilometers each day, and I thought I was going to die. I was so tired. Uh, we, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, we. <laughs> so the first day, we walked up and down Venice Beach and up to Santa Monica Pier, where, you know, I, I like to sample the, the local fast food and make sure that I've tried what every region of any country or part of a country has to offer. So I was in Southern California and I thought, well, yes, eventually I would get to In-N-Out Burger. But first, I wanted to stop at the base of Santa Monica Pier and go to Hot Dog Stick and have a good old-fashioned corn dog that I watched them deep fry in front of me. What even is a corn dog? You should look this up on Wikipedia because I know it's there because I sent it to some other Europeans who asked the same question. You may wonder who those are. You can probably guess. And (laughs) and, uh, it is a kind of like a cornmeal, cornbread batter that you put around a a hot dog that's on a, a wooden stick. And then you dip it in oil just like you would a French fry to, to fry it. And then when it comes out, it's golden brown, and it's uh, it's kind of like it has its own bun surrounding the hot dog. And it's always uh, yeah. I'm just looking at some pictures on Wikipedia. <laughs> when you're describing it to me with words, I think, oh, that you know, that sounds fine. It's deep fried. It's meat. You know what? What's not to like? But to look at, and they have a little cross section photo. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, That's right. That does not look good. Yeah, you know what? I'm sure it is, well, but it looks horrendous in that picture they can be good i will tell you that this one was not so good and i kind of regretted it uh but i did it anyway for science and because i knew i'd have to talk to you about it you know and it was a good (laughs) good opportunity to do that so i did that one day and my other fast food experience was i did in and out burger in trying to remember what town we were in um, I guess it doesn't. Where were UCLA is basically, right near the campus of uh, University of California, LA. So we were there, and it was a really nice In and Out Burger. It was really big. It was seemed very new, but I got to tell you, their fries are terrible. And oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah, it's it's very, always it's never good if the fries are bad. Yes. Well, here's the thing about In and Out Burger. There are a lot of people who are very into this. Okay, and I'm going to get some. I will probably get some hate mail as a result of this. But I will tell you, I am aware, people of the internet, that you could order your fries well done at In and Out Burger. But I don't think you should have to. There's one way to do a fry correctly, and that's crispy, not mushy and these fries are mushy and feel half cooked uh not a good not a good experience when it comes to fries but the burgers are very good they're better than mcdonald's i still think shake shack is better just me but an in and out burger is a solid burger choice uh, and that was my lunch one day when i was out uh, checking out U- ucla which is a very nice university hmm. yeah i haven't um because i haven't been to California. I haven't had in and out Burger, so I can't really say. Um, I mean, Shake Shack is at the top of my list as well, of the ones that I have tried. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe I'll try in and out one day. Who knows? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, they're hard to find. They're, I think there might be a few outside of California, but they're not anywhere other than the western United States. So I've had them in northern California, 
And in, there's one in San Francisco near, kind of near Fisherman's Wharf. And then there's another one I know in Cupertino, not too far from Apple's old main headquarters. But they're much more f- frequent down in Southern California. That's where you'll find them just about everywhere you go. So, it, you know, if you go to L.A. sometime, it's worth checking out. Um, the other thing I did is I went to Disney and I saw the Star Wars thing. You know, they have this... Is, is this like a whole area? It is. Where they've got Star Wars stuff. Is it is it rides and things? Or is it just like a place that you walk around and look at Star Wars related things? Well, that is what I want to talk about. It is... I would say it's mostly a shopping and eating experience because you go into it. It is an area. There's big mountains. You know, it looks very much like it, it's very well done. Like it, you feel like you're, you're on the set of Star Wars and there's a big Millennium Falcon there, some other spaceships, there's droids, there's a cantina. Uh, there's, you know, all these different areas and it's all designed and the people who run it are all dressed like Star Wars characters It all. It all looks very realistic. Um, and that's neat. And there is a ride, which is a simulator type ride where you sit in, you know, you sit with, I think it was six people total in the, in the ride. It's, and you would sit in these six, six seats and there were gun, gunners and engineers and then some other role and you had buttons to press. And it was, it was basically like a simulator game on rails. So there wasn't really a, a way to do it poorly. You just kind of mashed some buttons and shot some TIE fighters and that sort of thing. But it was fun because it kind of jerked you around and, you know, made it feel like you were like you were flying a spaceship. Um, felt pretty realistic but really that was the only ride and then there was you know there was the cantina which i was a little put off by the cantina because like when you go in you can get reservations and eat there or you can just go in it's it's literally the only place you can get alcohol in uh disneyland and of course i didn't do that it was 9 a.m in the morning but i wanted to see the inside and see what it was like and it was really cool but as you walk in, they give you all the regulations. It's like you can't stay more than forty-five minutes. You can't have more than two drinks, and you know all the all these things basically designed to move people in and out of there as quickly as possible, so the line didn't get too long. And the cocktails, it's all it's really all just um, fancy cocktails with exotic ingredients that with weird space names. And there's like a animatronic DJ playing music, and looks very much like the cantina from. Uh, from one of the first movies. So there's that. There's some places to eat. There's tons and tons of shops. There are, you know, for instance, uh, I, I think we found the single most expensive thing you can buy at Disneyland, which is a $25,000 custom R2-D2. Wasn't cl- and so how did you get it home? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. You, you know what? And it wasn't clear whether it actually did anything other than was just like a statue, right? It didn't. It wasn't clear whether it moved or anything like that or lit up. Uh, there was like replica Princess Leia necklaces, which were a couple of thousand. You know, it was it, it went everything from super high end like that down to all kinds of you know little tchotchkes and lots of food places. But that, that I guess I was a little disappointed only in that there was not more to do other than walk around and see stuff. Uh, there is another ride coming sometime in 2020, I guess. So it's not quite finished, but it is pretty fun. Um, and I was there, boy, I, I got there, the place didn't open until eight, but I got there at seven and I was there till like 10, 1030 at night. I stayed all the way to the fire. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it was a long day, boy. And we, you know, we did like we left one of the last things we did, which is really a dumb idea. We did Splash Mountain for a second time and got absolutely drenching wet. And it was the temperatures dropped pretty low there in the in the evening. It was like sixty degrees outside, and we were head to toe wet. And and, sh- and, sh- and shaking during the fireworks and then went went back and had to had to drive like 40 minutes from there back to our Airbnb. But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. You see a lot of those people who are very into Disney. Um, it, Disney's I, I hesitate to call it, but it is it's like a cult for some people. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? The people who are super, super into Disney. I liked it. I had a lot of fun. I would not go back back again i don't think not any time in the next five years just because i don't know it, it was i enjoyed it and i once is enough but it was uh the nice thing about disneyland which is in california as opposed to disney world in florida is that the size is a lot more manageable it's 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 not easy to get to any one place when you want to get somewhere because everything's very curvy and circuitous paths to get from a to b but it's not a really long distance either, so I did not get particularly tired walking around, but I did put in 12, 13 miles by the end of the day. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds pretty good. I mean, I haven't... I don't feel like I have any interest in going to you know, either Disneyland or World, just because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of kids... Yeah. It's, it's probably not for me. <laughs> yeah, it, um, you know... It, I, maybe it, at it, some point. If you go... Go early in the morning because it's not super crowded in the morning, but it gets very crowded in the afternoon. Um, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it, uh, but I am not super into Disney and don't plan on going back anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, you, you've done it. Like you say, if, if you, unless you're really into it, I, I can't see you know, you're not going to sort of go back every single year or something like that. Exactly. But there, you know, you can get like a yearly pass. Like some people go all the time. And I know David Sparks. He he works there sometimes, which I find mind-boggling because he must know some very secret locations that are quiet. But there was just like mass humanity there, and it was hot. You know, it was hot, and there were just people everywhere. But you know, maybe there's a quiet corner you can find to work in. I I have to ask him about that sometime. Well, he's certainly not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can't have other people knowing about it. I know. I know. Anyway, but, so uh, what else, Rob? What else is going on? Well, the talking of massive Disney properties. Oh yes, um, yes. Did you uh, did did you see a bunch of the, uh, the MCU announcements for like Phase Four and beyond? I did, and it's it's uh, it's a lot. There's a, there, what is it like twenty different things? I mean, I know they're not all movies. Some of them are things that'll be on Disney Plus on the streaming service, right? Yeah. So the next two years, there's five movies possibly six i think they're keeping spider-man secret mm. um so it's five or six movies and then five tv shows as well and that's just the next two years um and beyond that there's other stuff they've announced like blade and right captain marvel 2 guardians of the galaxy 3 like there's a whole bunch of stuff that they've also sort of announced but is after the next two years they're going to try to fix all the things that sony broke right like blade and fantastic four and all that kind of thing i think uh yeah yeah the 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 blade thing they they actually like you know properly announced and then they sort of mentioned that fantastic four and they said mutants but he also clarified later that he just meant x-men um all right yeah both of those are coming at some point um i'm gonna guess you know there's probably gonna be four to five years away on those 
Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Well, it's um, it, it it's interesting too because because it's a whole new phase as they they term it. I guess it's a lot of different things. It's like I mean, there's there's connections to the past movies and TV shows and things, but it's really kind of starting over with a whole different group of of properties. Yeah, and um, Ke- Kevin Feige, the guy who's like in charge of all the Marvel Studio stuff, like he's been in interviews all week. Um, sort of, you know, saying various different things, and you know, the, there is a lot going on. I mean, the, the, the even just the five TV shows on their own, which is right. you know, over the next two years on the um, Disney Plus streaming service, which I'm definitely signing up for now, even if it's just for those TV shows, because the new these new TV shows, unlike say the Netflix stuff or like Agents of Shield, uh-huh. are going to properly. Um, like be part of the MCU and, and there is stuff that's going to happen in the TV shows that will be relevant to the movies. Oh, interesting. Is that going to, is that, is Disney plus going to be in the UK? It is, but not immediately. I think we've got like a three or four month wait after the U S get it. Okay. Um, but the first MCU TV show doesn't come out until next year anyway. Right. Um, I think it's like September, October time next year. So I'm not particularly worried. I'm certainly not signing up before then. Right, right. I, I'm going to definitely sign up for it, I think. Um, I've been rethinking, you know, just like a bigger picture question. You know, I've been rethinking all the streaming that we've got because things are going to change a lot this fall between that and you've got Apple's thing and Time Warner's got a whole thing coming that's going to have, you know, I guess Harry Potter and a bunch of older TV shows and HBO and a bunch of other things rolled into it it's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting mix and i think the one that may die that may get canceled for me above anything else might be hulu because hulu's okay but it's kind of expensive especially if you have the live th- live thing like i do and i've kind of I think i'm kind of over live tv in the sense that i can if i really am desperate i can use an antenna and get like the local news or something but i i'm not a big sports fan so I don't watch a lot of sports, and there's a fair amount of sports on thing others on some streaming services anyway. And Hulu Live with between Hulu Live and the regular Hulu, I think it's like forty five dollars a month. So it's you know it kind of if I got rid of that, it would easily support probably whatever Apple and and Disney are going to charge. Yeah, I'm still I I'd kind of forgotten about Apple's because it's kind of taken so long to to get here. Um, and you know they haven't really said a lot. No, um, they haven't. I'm, I'm just going to have to judge that when it comes out. Right. Um, but you know, Dis- Disney Plus is is kind of definitely sold for me, and they've already said it's going to be a relatively cheap price. Um, Hulu's going to be a weird one. I mean, like you say, if it's is quite expensive, but it's also where Disney are going to be putting a lot of their like yeah I know adult stuff. So it's like oh well, are you still going to want it? I mean, I guess it really depends what shows they actually put on there, and if you care enough to either sign up or stay signed up right well they also you might you know you might find that it might be that they do some sort of bundle with disney plus where disney plus is a little cheaper if you happen to be a hulu customer so that's why i haven't gotten rid of it i'm keeping my eye on it because it may be that what i do is i keep hulu but i get rid of the live part and just replace it with disney plus because then i'll have plenty of stuff to watch anyway um and and the apple thing yeah it's too early to know but i'll i'll try it just because that's kind of part of my job is to try all their stuff so i'll at least try it and see how it goes i mean i'm still subscribed to news plus for goodness sake i mean i don't think i think it's like i think it's like me federico and three other people in the world (laughs) 
<laughs> right. And they were going, oh, yeah, it's kind of okay. Yeah, this is fine. It, but you just mostly just haven't got around to canceling it. Part of it is that, and I have thought about canceling it a couple of times, but you know what? It is kind of handy to have access to full the full Wall Street Journal content, which is otherwise expensive, um, as well as things like oh the new york times and the wall and uh washington post certain those publications those newspapers which all are behind paywalls are it, it's handy to have access to those especially when we're covering news that they do without having to subscribe to them individually uh and i do kind of like some of the magazines i i don't find myself dipping into the magazines a lot but i do f- browse them periodically and i do like being able to look through the feed that they send me and every now and then it does a pretty good job of curating interesting articles that might be fun just to sit down and read now and then and those are usually in some sort of magazine but i don't i don't actually go to the magazines and flip through an issue so much which is probably why it's not working out so well for the publishers at least you know from what's been reported because i mean to me this is just like part of the whole unbundling of media it's just like CDs were unbundled, you know, albums were no longer a thing and songs became a thing. Now magazines have been unbundled into articles and articles have become kind of a commodity. Uh, it's, it's one reason, I mean, that's a, that's a reason why Mac Stories is on there. I mean, you know, we want to control how we, we present our content ourselves, not how Apple does or someone else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- that's part of the reason that I don't pay for any like one news service because i i don't i mean you know news plus presumably would cover me if i was if i was really looking for something like this but th- there's no like one place where i think right this is where i get all my news from right you know the, 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 you know there's articles all over the place like you say the sort of three big ones that you said and yeah news plus probably does solve that problem but it doesn't seem like it's sort of gaining traction at all and maybe people just don't care that much yeah well and there's little things about it that are a little that that there's friction in that system too that drives me crazy and maybe it's just because i end up doing linked articles on mac stories because it's a little it's kind of roped off from the web i mean there are ways to get to the web it's easier on ios actually than on the mac and the mac it's really hard to get to kind of get to the the web version of an article which drives me bananas um it it's i don't know it and maybe i have that backwards maybe it's the other way around but i think it's the mac um <clears throat> but i've just you know the reason i have may have it backwards is because i've just kind of given up trying i just there there it's a whole thing is a little bit siloed off which i kind of don't like but on the other hand it it's consolidation of a whole bunch of sources and it's it's a pretty. It, I would give it like a solid B. You know, I mean, it's it's not great. It's not great, but it's okay. Uh, and so far, I'm willing to keep paying for it. But that uh, could easily fall by the wayside, especially if I end up spending more on some video services in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that we we got anything else? I don't know. Well, I mean, I I've, I've been buying got? game controllers like nobody's business. Uh, Wait, is is this more than the PlayStation controller? Oh yeah, a few weeks ago. Yes, of course. I've got more. Let's see. Well, first of all, oh, no. I dug out my Nimbus Steel series, so I've got. I, I'm lining them up on my desk. I've got the Nimbus Steel series, which is Bluetooth that works with iOS. I've got the PlayStation DualShock. The it's the clear version. I've got and I bought an Xbox S1, uh, Xbox Xbox One S controller, white. 
mm-hmm. that I will all those two, the Dual Shock and the Xbox One, are going to be for uh, testing with iOS 13. And I also have a Game Vice one that goes with the iPad Mini that I haven't used a lot yet, but they sent me to test. And I think I'm going to build this into a giant game controller roundup and, you know, history of game controllers with iOS, which is a pretty sad history, I got to say, uh, as well as the, you know, the, uh, the, the promise of the future with Apple Arcade. And the final one I got, let me, I'm going to have to turn around to see what it's called because I kind of forget. <laughs> It's called the Rotor Riot. And okay. the reason I got the Rotor Riot, the Rotor Riot can be used for drones and with iOS devices. It has a little, it, it looks a lot like a uh, like like an Xbox controller. It's got kind of that layout of the thumbsticks. And it has, you can attach the phone to it. There's like a little thing that sticks out the top and has a bracket to hold it. So it's up above the the controller and the reason i got it is that it's the only the only controller available for the iphone that has support for um l3 and r3 controls oh right oh okay and there are only a few there's yeah and there's they it's rare enough that games have support for that too though that they have a list of games you can play with it. I think Fortnite <laughs> I think Fortnite supports it and I forget which one other ones. I have to research it. But it's just part of the whole where and, and that's been available. I think that came out sometime in the last fall maybe because I think that support was in iOS 12. But in any event, I want to kind of go through where where game controllers have been, where they are now and where they're going in the fall and see which is the best to use and then test them out both on an iPad, on an iPhone, on a mini, iPad mini, uh, with an external display, on an Apple TV. You know, one of those <laughs> one of those slightly longer articles we sometimes do on Mac Stories. Yeah, I've, I've actually just looked to my left and I can see my SteelSeries Nimbus, um, which if you remember, the I think it was the, the, like the, late, the Apple TV that added all this, which would have been like the, the 4, but not the 4K one or whatever. Um, came out around the time that we started this podcast and we both bought the steel series at the same time and i basically haven't touched it since like it got put on the shelf that it's on now and i don't think it's moved well since we bought it since i bought one two things about that one is when i was started i've started doing a little bit of research for the story and when i went back and looked when game controllers support came out i was shocked at how long ago it was i mean it was a really long time ago and and you're right we both got that really early on and mine has mostly sat uh you know discharge needing always needing a charge before i dig it out and find it and use it it always needs a charge and it was always lost but i have been using it more often lately because there are more games that support it that i've been testing and on top of that now that the xbox and playstation supported controllers are coming to ios that Steel Series, which I think I don't remember. I think we pe- maybe paid. I think I paid like sixty to seventy dollars somewhere in there. It was not cheap for a controller. It was definitely yeah. If, if I remember correctly, it was about the same price as sort of other controllers. It certainly was for me. It was around the same price as like a DualShock or a Xbox One controller. Well, now they're going for about thirty-five dollars on Amazon. So go grab one if you want one. But I, I oh God, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just looking at them when I line everything up on the table, it's you can tell that play that Sony and Microsoft have more experience and know what they're doing better in making game controllers. They're they're just better looking controllers, and I think and they feel better in your hand than the Nimbus does. So I'm looking forward to trying them out, and hopefully they'll work similarly or better than the Nimbus does with with um, iOS 13. It's I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not super, super optimistic because they just work with Bluetooth. It's not, you know, I don't think there's anything special going on in iOS, although I may, maybe I'm wrong. I have not watched the developer videos on that yet, but I don't know that the technology is a whole lot different than what the Nimbus is using, but... No, I don't think so. I think probably the only thing they're doing is mapping like those you know the xbox and the dual shot right the specific buttons back to whatever the the developer api is expecting exactly you know, I, I, I can't i don't think they're doing anything else special that's what i that's what i've kind of assumed based on what the little i've read is that it's just a mapping issue in the api but we'll you know we'll see i've got a lot of time to spend fiddling around with that in august it's one of the last stories i'm going to do before review season so it's not probably going to be out there until September. I've got a couple of other things in the hopper before then. But, uh, yeah, it's it's the fun one. And it's the one that's I've been able to get packages delivered to me, you know. And and hopefully no one comes down here and looks at my five or six game controllers lined up on my desk and wonders what I've been spending my money on. No, I'm sure you'll be fine. You need them. You need them for your work. I do. <laughs> they're a business expense. So they're all a business expense. I also got a, a mouse to work use with my iPad Pro uh during prime day i did not boycott prime day i got a 40 dollar mx master mouse from logitech uh, yes uh somebody in our office bought two of them yeah one for the office and one for home yeah they're really i mean those are normally like 80 or 90 dollars i think yeah well i that's what i've been using for years um like f- probably three or four years and i checked my order history and i paid like 80 or 90 pound for mine yeah they're not uh, cheap and yeah they were down to like 35 pound or something yeah that's roughly what they were here too so Yes, I I picked that up during that was one. I mean, to me, we talked about Prime Day on a show long ago, but Prime Day to me is like the Amazon junk store day. I mean, it's like it's like this terrible garage sale where they sell everything that nobody wants uh, to people who are just happy to have a, get a bargain, even if it is kind of junk. I mean, there's there's just to me there's just so little good stuff during Prime Day. It's very hard to find a good deal. Now it's not totally true. I mean. I saw some good deals if you really wanted to buy some big ticket items like TVs and stuff like that. Uh, and this mouse was a very good deal. But awful, you had to really sift through an awful lot of junk to find good deals. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure we've said this before when we've discussed it, but like if you go in knowing that you want a new mouse or a game console or a TV and you, you know that's what you want prior to the deals going live, yeah. You can probably find a good deal because you know what you're looking for. But like you said, I mean, I didn't buy anything this year, like nothing. Two days and I didn't buy anything. Yeah. Um. And and I was just like, well, that's because I don't need anything right now. So, and like you, I, I kind of had a quick look through the deals, but there was just nothing good there. It was right before I was going on my trip, and so I didn't have a ton of time to look. But you know, I I saw the mouse, and I knew a lot of people who have used it 
that like it a lot, both for uh, with a Mac, and I knew from Federico that it works with the iPad Pro, so I thought, yeah, I'll do this. I mean, why not T test out those new iOS 13 features? And I also got a one terabyte SSD, little small travel Samsung T5 drive, which is, I kind of needed to draw an external drive anyway that was kind of fast and quiet. So, but you know what? It was, and it was on sale, but it wasn't on a big sale. It was like $20 off. It was the cheapest it's been on Amazon ever, but it wasn't that far off of what it's been sold for for the last few months anyway. Anyway, because you can always go to like Camel, Camel, Camel and, you know, see what the price history is for things. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which I do a lot of the time now too. I think I've learned that from you. But uh, oh yeah, I, I use that all the time. It's really good for electronics because it seems like electronics on Amazon are very volatile, especially things like storage, I guess storage and hard drives and that sort of thing. Yeah, e even video games to a certain extent. Like you, you, I, you know, if there's ones I've been watching and you can see it every single time. Like for most games, not not for some of the bigger ones, but you know they come out and they're. 40 pound or 50 pound or whatever and yeah you, you can just see the drop it's like oh it's been two weeks now so now it's 40 right and then oh another couple of weeks it's going to be 35 um you know i can kind of guess when i'm going to buy a video game based on what it starts at right right yeah absolutely and that's that's a good site to uh to do that on but yeah i did get a few things but that you know nothing other than that mouse no giant deals no definitely not well um I think that's probably probably good enough for uh, for today. I think that's I think that's pretty much everything we had in our list. All right, yeah, I think so. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to watching all those shows in the fall. I'm going to need a break after we're done with all the the fall craziness around Mac stories. Yeah, you need like a maybe a month or maybe three years off to I know. catch up on all the TV shows. I know, I'm, and all the video games. I'm like behind. I haven't played. I did. I've been playing the Switch a little bit more lately, but not not a ton. So. I'd like to get back into that as well. I haven't even I haven't even bought Mario Maker. I want to I want to start building my own building my own, you know, platformers. Mm. Yeah, well. Hopefully you'll be able to find time for that once once all the September madness is over. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, sounds good, Rob. I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, speak to you later. Bye.